Well, um, I'm Owen, and um, it's usually Alan here, but he's asked me to just uh, take this morning view. So the bad news is I can't stay at the end and have a cup of tea because my friends come down from North Wales and I have to have lunch with him in Cardiff. So I've got to shoot off, which I was gutted about, but it, it happened a year ago and I couldn't get out of it. Um, thanks for asking after the work in Ogmore Vale and after my family. And um, the church treasurer this morning, well, that's my wife, um, she told me that uh, how much you've given us, uh, even in recent terms of gifts, thank you so much, it's amazing. To answer all your questions in one go, Levi, he's two, he's a nutter, like a thug, and um, breaking things is just what, that's his thing, that's what he does. Jensen is hypersensitive. Um, he was introducing his grand to everyone in the playground in school last week and couldn't fathom why the other children weren't interested. He was gutted about that and needed like pastoral care after that. But that's Jensen. I essentially, that's my job too. I tell people not about Jensen's grand, but Jesus, and they don't seem interested either. So that's my job. And Rita is a mother of two, a pastor's wife, and works almost full-time. So that's a snapshot. Someone drove a car into our church wall and knocked it down. Someone broke into our church and took loads of stuff. Uh, yeah, that's good, though. Now, as in, it's not good, but it's good. What, what I mean is, we, are, we exist to live for truth and promote it. Uh, and certain people hate that. So this is going to happen, isn't it? Um, we live for truth, so our existence isn't a lie. Um, if people live for Jesus and his kingdom, their existence is not a lie. It's not a false purpose. It's not a waste of time. And so we live something true. And that's what I'm asking you this morning. What is truth? Okay, I've just stood here and said, if we live for Jesus, it's not a waste of time because he's truth. But what is truth? Right. And you can fire out some answers to these questions because that's essentially what I'm doing this morning. I got loads of questions. Is it true that Napoleon was short? Yeah, yeah wrong, because apparently five foot seven was above average height for a Frenchman of those times. Next, um, is the five second rule true that if you drop food on the floor and you pick it up within five seconds, there's no germs on it? Id Idris. Um, the answer is it depends how much bacteria is on the floor when the food hits the floor. So it could stay there for weeks if there's no bacteria on the floor. Or one second um, in some cases. Do bulls hate red? Do bulls hate red? They're colorblind. Um, they don't, they, what they don't like is the movement of the thingy mabob, you know, the towel or whatever it's called, isn't it? The cloth. Can you see the Great Wall of China from space? No, no you can't. That's a myth. That's false. Do dogs sweat by salivating and panting? Uh, the answer is false. Uh, they, they regulate their body temperature with their tongues, but they sweat through their feet. Yeah, you're welcome. That's the end of the sermon. <laughs> you now know enough. Now, do fish have three seconds, three second memories? No, goldfish's memory uh, lasts up to three months. So there's a lot of false things that people think are true, okay? Now, no one like threw a chair at me or threw eggs at my house or smashed the windows of our church building when we, when we tell them about fish's memory and what they think might be wrong. But interestingly enough, when in my valley, if we tell people what Jesus says is true and if people sort of disagree with him, then they're wrong 
and they're believing a lie, then they do throw eggs at our houses. They do smash up the church buildings. Isn't that interesting? It's all right me saying that fish have three months' memory. You're like, well, that's really interesting. I'll change my ways. But if we tell people what Jesus says about what truth is, they go bananas. They hate it. Right. What is truth? This conversation is fascinating. Um, let me just set the scene. This is a conversation between a man called Pilate and a man called Jesus. And they're talking about what truth is. And they're doing it in a building called the Praetorium. Now, that was the headquarters of the Roman commanding officer of the Roman army. They would hang around in something called a Praetorium. And the army was there as well. It's a battalion of people. But... The HQ is usually in a palace that Herod built in Caesarea. But here, this praetorium is just by Jerusalem because they've moved everything to be around where the Jews are in case there's a riot that they need to keep the Jews in, you know, like calm down, all that stuff. So the praetorium's been moved. And it's interesting, people sometimes say to me, well, has Jesus done anything for me ever? Well, they haven't read their Bibles because Jesus essentially orchestrated the Roman army to leave one place, come to where he is, so that he could be betrayed, beaten to death by them, and die in the place of sinners. Isn't that interesting? Isn't that mind-blowing? Jesus had a bad day after this conversation so that sinners can have good days. Yeah. Don't forget that. So a conversation starting between them, Jesus and Pilate, now, Pilate, this guy, he's wondering what truth is. What is it? Um, on the big issues, is Jesus king? Is he sent from God? Is he God? Is he worth following? Now, in a nutshell, Pilate is the governor of Judea. He would have been appointed by Tiberius, um, the Caesar there, about four years before this conversation. There's loads about Pilate in church history and non-church history. And these days, people basically say he's like Donald Trump. Um, uh, like an immoral man who hid his flaws behind acts of brutality. That was what Pilate is known as in history. If you crossed him, he basically murdered you. Now, who are you like? People say that I'm a bit like Jim Carrey. I don't see it. People say my wife is like Monica Lewinsky. You, oh, you don't know my wife really anymore, do you, in this church? But there's a historian I read called Anne Rowe, and she says this, Pilate is like every single human being that ever walked the earth. He's like anyone who considers truth, mulls it over, and then finally says, no thanks, I'll go back to living the way I want. Right. Who are we like as we ponder God and God's truth. Right, have all this in mind because I'm getting to the point I'm just rushing through at the start. So they've been chatting and Jesus has been ducking Pilate's answers because he's trying to set them up. And then they get to this, the point. Verse 37. Oh, you are a king then, says Pilate. And Jesus says, you say I'm a king. The fact is, the reason I was born and came into the world is to testify of, and what's the word? Truth. Everyone on the side of truth listens to me. So there it is. Jesus says he's the king of truth. The big things. He is it. He says it. 
and he lives it. Right. And then Pilate comes out with a question which at times resonates with all of us. And this is the question that if you get it wrong, you'll fill your life with alcoholism, uh, obsessions, distractions, addictions, and obsessive busyness. And what's the question? And you can read it while I have a drink in verse 38. What's his question? What is truth? What is the meaning of everything? What is the meaning of anything? Is there anyone in the world who can just figure all of this stuff out? Big questions, little questions, excessive questions, existential questions. What's the answer? And then what does Pilate do? Do you catch it? Jesus, what's truth? And what does he do? He walks away. Doesn't wait for the answer, does he? Jesus, what's truth? He's gone. And with this, out he went. Have you ever had this? Or have you ever done that? You ask a question, but you don't want to know the answer. You just want to rant. But you don't want to hear the answer. Levi said to me yesterday, Daddy, why do I have to stop licking people's windows? I got loads of answers, but he didn't want to hear them. Because this morning, he was back to licking windows. I could give you loads of answers why it's bad, Levi, to lick windows. We just wanted to say, why? Why do I have to stop, Jensen? Daddy, why do I have to take my finger out of the dog's eyes? Well, Jensen, she's growling. That would be one of lots of reasons. But he just says, why do I have to do it? And then he's gone in the other room with the dog. They don't listen. Uh, it was funny. That this is a belter. A friend of mine uh, was in a, like a conference like this the other day. And some person, it was like a political thing. And one person put their hand up and said, why am I poor? Uh, why is my family poor? And the answer that he wanted was, he wanted to hear, oh, the systems let you down. The government's let you down. Don't worry, probably dominant white males are just oppressing you. And all, it was a loaded question. But my friend said, because you're bad with money and you've made bad decisions in life. And for your children not to be poor, they can't be like you. Now, how do you think that went down? But it was true. In his case, because we knew him, it was true. But he slammed the door. Now, where I am, I get loads of questions about God and truth and purpose and sin and repentance. Do they want the answers, most of them? No. We're running Life Explored, which is a Christian course in January, and I've told my members, right, invite your number one questioner. Do you think they'll come? Not really. Most of them won't. They walk out. What is truth, Jesus? Right, I'm off. Next question, then. Why do people not want to hear what Jesus has to say about what truth is and the purpose of everything? Why do they not want to hear Jesus' opinion on what's wrong with planet Earth and is there a God? Why do we not want to hear his answer or why doesn't Pilate? Now, here's the wrong answer to that question. You ready? When I lived in Swansea, I went to a place called Swansea University. It's down the road. And they told me, there's no such thing as truth. Not in the big sense. There's no solid base to sort of build your life on. 
You just go with the current trends of the culture and just hope that everything's going all right. And in English literature, they said, if we read a book, even if the author had a meaning behind the book, it doesn't matter. You make your own meaning, and that's as valuable as the author's meaning. Did you understand what I just said? They used to teach that there's no such thing as truth. Interestingly, they used to teach that as a truth. It's a truth that there's no such thing as truth. It's crackers. Anyway, they basically said, you just decide what to do in life. You be good enough, and no regrets, and be the real you, and figure it out along the way. And Well, there we are. And now that's close to home, because in my church this morning, there's a preacher preaching, and people are going to hear what Je about Jesus, and they'll go, hmm, well, that's interesting. And then they're going to go home, most of them, and just forget all about it and settle back into their world of living the way that they want. In other words, thank you, Jesus, that was interesting, but I'm going back to my world with the blinds down, because in the end, like Swansea University say, my opinion is the thing that matters, and I'll carve out my truth along the way. Right. Okay, so they'd look at Pilate, the Swansea University would, uh, would uh, analyze his passage, and they'd say, it doesn't matter the answer to that question. Pilate can leave Jesus and go off, and he'll go on his own merry way. Do you understand the philosophy of Swansea University? Sandra does. Thank you, Sandra. Right. Okay. So that's um, the wrong answer. And um, it does get a bit tricky, mind, what is truth? Um, you know the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles? This only happened recently. Do you know the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles? Um, I got a onesie, which is like modern pajamas, isn't it? And as a turtle, because I grew up watching the turtles. Idris did as well, I bet. And I've got a onesie on, and I look like a turtle. Do you know what a onesie, like the pajamas? Right. The other day, I picked Rita up from work wearing my <laughs> turtles onesie. And caught, because I think it's cool. The truth is, it's cool. Right. Rita said, if you pick me up in that again, it's over between us. <laughs> Do you know why? Because Rita's convinced that it's not true that the turtle's onesie is cool. Right. Who's right? Well, me. But the women in our church think Rita is. So what is truth sometimes can be relative or a matter of opinion. But this is where Swansea University get it wrong, and this is where that line of thinking is wrong. Are you ready? The fact is, there are some things which are true. Are you ready? Here's my attempt at explaining some of them. It is true that truth is never error. Think about that while I have another drink. Do you understand that truth is never error? It can't be, because it wouldn't be truth anymore. Here's a more simple version. It is true that there is no black president in the United States of America at the moment. All agreed? True. And here's Jesus, the God-man, dogmatically stating a truth. So it does matter to Pilate what he does with it. What he says is true, and what Jesus believes is right, is right. And standing in front of Pilate is the one who said this previously, I am the way, the truth, and the life. And no one gets to God the Father except through me. The Bible's also said this in the same book. See, there's a theme building up to this conversation. The word, the word of God became flesh, like this body, 
and he lived with people. And when they looked at him, they beheld his glory. And it was the glory of God the Father in Jesus, full of grace and truth. And then he also says, you can know the truth, and the truth will make you free. So he's saying to Pilate here, I'm all about truth. I am the measuring stick by which all other truths will be compared, including you, Pilate. And Pilate legs it because, like most people on planet Earth today and in my valley, they go, oh, flip. That means there might be a truth that I haven't been living in line with. There may be someone who I have to give an account of on the way I've lived and behaved. I might even have to submit to him if he's truth. So Pilate walks off. And most people in 2018 walk away. Even though there's so much darkness, anxiety, flatness, depression in life, we would rather that than face the true man, Jesus. It's crackers. That was me until I was 20. Let me spell it out. Spell it out. I ask people in my valley this, and I'm asking you now, actually. Do you find this? It's hard to know who or what to trust in life, what to depend on. Everything sometimes seems so untrue. I ask that to people, and they sort of give a whimper. Yes, I do find that. Life is hard. Right, I say. Do you find that every advertisement is an exaggeration? Yes, they say. Do you find that if you do buy that makeup or that dress or go on that diet, it doesn't ultimately change you for real good? It's like, yes. Do you, can you trust politicians? No, they say. Uh, can you trust newspapers? No, they say. Uh, do you find that even your best friends can betray you? Yes, they say. That even your pets betray you when there's food somewhere um, and they'll choose it over you. Yes, they say. Yesterday, we had a lady in the house. She spends her life posting on Facebook, men in my life are pigs. They're all cheating pigs. I hate them. Someone rescue me. I need something. Like, it's like Pilate. Is there anyone good? Is there anyone that just figures this stuff out that we could build our lives around? And you know what we say to this lady? Yes! It's him! It's Jesus. There's no darkness in him. He's the man that everyone needs. He tackles sin. There's no darkness in him. He doesn't lie. You can have a new life in him. You can plant your life on him. You can make every decision to please him. Imagine a man who actually lived out the Ten Commandments. Didn't lie. Didn't cheat. Didn't covet. Doesn't steal. That's Jesus, we tell her. And what does she say to Jesus and his church? The same what most people say. I want my pig of a man back over him. I want my pigsty back over him. Why? Well, at least he doesn't tell me that I need to repent. I'd rather him and the drama and the problem rather than the resolution if it's Jesus. I'd rather non-clarity on life than Jesus. I'd rather guess my way through everything than Jesus. Because like Pilate, now listen to this, Jesus' works and good works mean 
nothing to us ultimately when we find out he wants our allegiance as well. That's Pilate's problem. Even though he finds no fault in this man, the moment we need to bow the knee to this truth and say we got it wrong, we say no. And I think that's how it ends for Pilate. And for most people in Town Hill, and how it will end for most people in Ogmore Vale, and probably how it will end for at least 25% of the people in this room. Get rid of that truth. Now, I'd be careful at Christmas as you sing about baby Jesus, because if you're not a Christian, you want baby Jesus gone. You do. I did until I was 20. We need to grasp this. Under our level of apathy towards Jesus and his commands, the Bible says it's pure hatred of who he is. Why does hell last forever? We get that a lot in Town Hill, uh, sorry, in Ogmobile. The answer is because people's hatred for Jesus and his truth lasts forever. So it needs to be punished forever. I read a book about World War II the other day. Did you know that after World War II, the Germans, quite a lot of them, continued to really terribly treat the Jews even when the war had ended. Do you know why? The book says this. So many of them didn't have a change of heart towards the Jews. They just got caught. And they hated being caught, but they still hated Jews. And for most people in Ogmoreville, they're going to hate being caught by Jesus, but they're still going to hate him. And they hate him forever. Now, this sermon is what is truth. You could call it the power of sin. This is incredible power. You want Jesus gone. And in verse, chapter 19, verse 1, it says this, Then Pilate had Jesus flogged. Which meant a battalion of up to 600 men got to take out their sadistic urges on the truth. They would strip him naked. His hands would have been tied behind him. He would have been bent over and attached to a pole in the center of the praetorium, which he, by the way, had made sure was there for this moment. The soldiers would have taken wooden poles and, uh, with pieces of lead and brass and bone on the end with leather straps and just lashed his bare back. The beating was so severe in some uh, situations that the victim couldn't even make it to part two, which was the cross. He would have been a bleeding mess of torn flesh. For what? For standing for these truths. Are you ready? Healing the sick. Bringing dead people back to life. Calling little children to come to him and learn about God the Father. Valuing women. Calling people to turn from the devil and harmful, godless lives. What is truth? And I close with this. It's a big but. But. There was another force at work here too. The unstoppable, undefeatable father of Jesus in the power of the Holy Spirit overseeing this whole event because of his kindness towards people who hate the truth. Sadistic urges weren't driving the father who had orchestrated this plan. Pure love and mercy for lost people was. And there's a little phrase on the third slide, which I won't turn to, it says this, this was the day of the preparation for the Passover. 
In these questions here that they're inspecting Jesus, it was always like that at the feast time. The priests and the rulers would prepare the sacrificial lamb to be slain for sinners. Why? And this is my last word. Because there are some people here who know that they're sinners. And they're sick of it. They feel lost. They want peace with God. They want understanding. They want a rock, a real man. They want truth. And Jesus came for people like that. So he could set them free from the tyranny of Satan and give them the joy of living for truth. Cancer sufferers can have it. Sinners, prostitutes, proud people, angry people, alcoholics, drug addicts, children and adults. So I would commend my Savior to you today. If you want truth, come to him now. For his name's sake, amen.
Father, we thank you for sending truth into a world that so desperately needs it. Father, help us not to turn from the light because there's only darkness there. Help us not to turn from truth because there's only lies there. Father, may we all come to Jesus and live, uh, we pray. Amen.